Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. We are here in the dungeon. No, we're here at the Go Home Heat Center. It's me, it's Ray. Hello. And we are going to be discussing today on this episode of Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast, which I'll tell you again in the intro in a second. We're going to talk about whether or not the interview with well, the press conference that WWE had in Vegas for WrestleMania saved the debacle that they were trying to do with Rocky Maivia and whether or not they can save the wrestling match for Seth Rollins and who should main event night one, considering that night two will probably be Roman and Cody. That's what's been announced and also, somebody will get to pound their chest a little bit because Hangman Page versus Swerve Scott is probably the most interesting thing in pro wrestling that doesn't have to have anything to do with screw-ups and grossness. And we'll also talk something weird that popped up on the IWC Timeline Expert. And all that will happen after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. All right. Now, first and foremost, Ray. Hello. And you're esteemed. Estimation, have we saved WrestleMania's main event? I don't... Mm, I will... It has gone from I will not be watching WrestleMania to I will watch WrestleMania. But also I will say the, the fact that they literally picked the only plan that would make me not watch WrestleMania was kind of impressive. Also, I don't know... I don't know if saved... They didn't save it. I don't... Th- saved is a weird term. I don't think... They got it to where it needed to be, but it took way... It was way more difficult than it should have been. Okay, we still got a while till WrestleMania. Of course. We have a pay-per-view between now and WrestleMania. What happened the other night, if you've been under a rock... You, if you've been under a rock, get it, rock. <laughs> so, supposedly, Maya Via as we know for a fact, becomes a member of the board, and somewhere in there, there's an agreement between TKO and Theory that Rocky will wrestle at this mania along with the fact that he's on the board. It's going to be, in his mind, it is going to be Roman versus Rocky for the running of the bloodline, the head of the table. That gets That goes astray. As the crowd doesn't want that, the IWC doesn't want that. Trending tells you how huge social media is now. Trending causes Rocky to come out and in kayfabe show us what the bloodline is. And then Cody interrupt the press conference where it is oddly Seth Rollins for no reason on the stage with Rocky Maivia and Roman Reigns. Other than the fact that he had to be out there to jaw back and forth a little bit with Roman 
before Rocky comes out, interrupts, and then eventually Cody comes out, interrupts. And then you have a back and forth where Cody gets slapped by Rocky, which I don't think did any of the program any good. Here's what is good. Rocky went heel. That's great. Heel Rocky is the best Rocky. Absolutely. His best run was his Hollywood rock run. I would agree. I I would say that's his best gimmick. Yes, and being full of himself, Rocky, is probably not even a gimmick. Although he does seem to be a good guy when you think of all the things he's done for people and all the charities he's done and all that. He does, of course, have an ego, which most people that are in his position would. Rightfully so, he's worked hard to earn the right to have an ego, but he did not estimate that. The crowd would push back with him wrestling Roman as much as they did. They did. Now, here we have Cody, who is the ultimate baby-faced. The crowd is galvanized behind him. Do we get... Is Seth going to be healthy enough? Do we get a Roman Reigns, Rocky Maya, Villa? Supposedly, they're all going to be on Raw and SmackDown next week. Seth Rollins. Do we get, like, a tag team match in there somewhere? Seth can't be healthy enough to do that. Seth... I don't know, but I, the only thing I know with Seth in this program is that he is getting buried like no other world champion has ever been buried before. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that's, I, that's, like that's true. That's I don't, true. I can't imagine like Seth just kind of sitting over in the corner of his own program. Right, and even the yelling he did at Rocky post the slap and when they it all felt, get broke up, even then it felt pathetic. Well, the problem is he wasn't allowed to do that on the mic. No. That was him walking away quietly. And what he said is what a lot of people were thinking, which was, I don't care if you are on the board, you don't get to just come in here and do whatever you want. It's all bullshit. That's exactly what he said to Rocky's face. But he doesn't get to say it into a mic, right? So, therefore, it's not a promo. It's just him talking to Rocky privately. I think conversely also, like, any damage that is being done to Seth is also... Being done to the world title itself. 100%. Um, and I think that's kind of my my main issue, because I think Seth's going to lose it right. very soon. Well, he needs to. He's hurt. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, uh, somebody in the group chat, our friend Jamil, uh, said that we could get Rock versus Seth. And while I don't think that that match would end up being good... Um, I do think it might be literally the only way to do this, uh, at least this predicament you have, you're in now, because you could have had Seth have like a triple threat or with Sammy and Drew and whatever, right? It's, it was originally the only way to do this without, um, completely tarnishing the belt. But also, um, after SmackDown, I'm pretty sure they're not doing that, right? Right. It's going to be an elimination chamber. You had... A tournament, I do agree with you, that would put the spotlight back upon that championship, right? But also it would... But you did have a tournament that put Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ivar, Bronson Reed, Logan Paul, and Kevin Owens... Let's see, who did we finish up with? We know for sure it's going to be Drew McIntyre. We know for sure it's going to be Randy Orton. Mm. In the 
in the Elimination Chamber match, and then we're still trying to figure out the rest of it. Um, Logan Paul is, is probably going to. I would assume Logan Paul is going to be there. Um, Randy Orton beat Sammy, so Sammy will not be in it. Drew McIntyre beat AJ, so AJ will not be in it. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Uh, I think Drew is the one who probably needs to win this tournament. Yeah. I would not have an issue with Rocky trying to insert himself in that match and doing a triple threat that way. I think that if Rocky does want to wrestle a match, having two other guys to kind of carry the weight would be good Absolutely. for him. But I don't know that if I'm wrestling in a match... I don't want Rocky's in, Rocky's entrance at WrestleMania. Like, say what you want about Cody, yeah, not, you know, deserving the, the he absolutely deserves the main event and all of that and Roman and we've waited a year on it. But when The Rock lifts that arm up and his music hits and he's walking that aisle, yeah, it's going to be pretty freaking epic. The Rock's mm -hmm. wrestling a match at Mania in 2024. If that really happens. That's crazy. And I, I don't have a problem with him wrestling in that match. I think it would put spotlight on. I do think Drew McIntyre is doing great right now. So if he were to win an Elimination Chamber match and slide into a main event with Seth, I think he can talk that into being a big deal. Um, yeah. I, I just really do. I really do think that match-wise, the best match you can have at Mania for Seth is Drew. Absolutely. I think, well, I think also... And Drew probably deserves a run with the belt yeah, anyway. Yeah, Drew, Drew needs that belt as quickly as possible. Right, unless um, he's leaving the company. Yes. Uh, Sammy also needs the belt, but Sammy's not going to be in that. And probably uh, won't get it anyway, because that's just the way they work. It's yeah. a shame. Uh, but um, I think that... Um, it kind of As I'm kind of talking about this theme of this podcast, uh, as, I, as I am talking about like the rock potentially winning that belt i think that would kind of defeat it because that's supposed to be like the workhorse championship right right so i don't <laughs> he's probably not going to be a workhorse <laughs> no so i don't i i don't know what you can do i yeah. don't know what you could do i think this might be irreparable the damage that's done to this belt i don't ah, know i don't know I, I think if drew winds up with that belt or somebody, Kevin Owens, yeah. winds up with that belt. Uh, Sami Zayn, you, you can do, do something. Maybe, in a maybe way you can it. preserve the belt. You can't preserve Seth though. He's, it's been tarnished. L.A. Knight could win that belt, and I, it would be interesting to me. That would be interesting to me if you eventually get that belt to L.A. Knight, be it down the road or whatever. Because I think L.A. Knight, I think with L.A. Knight and Damian Priest. Both of them need the belt sooner rather than later. They're they they got into the WWE at a later age. Yeah, dude, you need to pull the trigger and let them let them be the champs. So you know what you have before. You don't want to be promoting them at forty five years old. As, well, yeah, dude, Damian Priest and Damian Priest only has a year to cash in that thing. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Literally, what is he's had so many chances to cash it in by this point. Seth is out there. Limping out there. And that's another... There, there are so many, like, characters that they are making look like complete doofuses. And Damian Priest is absolutely one of them. You're telling me Seth is out there. One-legged Seth Rollins. Probably the most right for the taking any championship belt has ever been. All right? And you have a faction of people with you to hold back other people. And you don't cash it in? 
Right. And the reason prior to that was because they were holding off. Not, not like in like legitimately I'm watching the show and I don't understand because it's not kayfabe. It doesn't make any sense. But obviously the reason why you wouldn't do that if you're writing the script is you don't want to blow up Punk versus Seth, but then that gets blown up which leaves you not knowing what to do with Cody and The Rock inserts himself. It's just a cluster due to a series of unfortunate events, including Seth getting hurt. Now let's move into Bailey. Bailey, does she get to main event rest one of the nights? I want her to so badly. Bailey Eo deserves it. It deserves it, absolutely. I want it to so badly. But if there's a women's match that's going to get the main event, it's going to be Rhea and Becky. There are bigger so. stars. There are bigger stars. Um, I feel like... And I don't think... I think it's honestly going to be like a similar quality of match. Beck, I think it could be. Becky Rhea and Bailey Eo both have very high ceilings. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know... Rhea Ripley is, is much better than people realize. We, we have watched yeah. her matches in NXT. Well, they, it's because they don't let her wrestle now. And we've seen her matches. Well, she has had some good matches at WrestleManias. Very yeah. good matches. And we've seen EO's work in NXT. So we know. And we've seen EO's work in we've Lucha Underground and Stardom. You know what? We know what she's capable of. Bailey's one of the great in ring workers of all time. And Becky has been in some of the great matches and she didn't hold them down. It wasn't like her fault. It wasn't like. She was yeah. a problem in those matches. I, I always say that she might not be the best worker of the horse women, but to say she's not one of the great female workers is wrong. She is. Yeah. I think sometimes, and we'll get to this later when we talk about something else, sometimes because we don't put great tests on the end of something, people think we're... Yeah. And that's not just us. People think you're putting it down because it's not the great test. Great should be good enough. That doesn't have to be a backhanded compliment. Now let's move on to AEW, something that they got right. Many of us, including myself, thought Hangman Page versus Swerve <clears throat> was too long. And yet here we are. They give us a 30-minute banger. It goes to the time limit. They're both going to wrestle Joe. Joe is furious. We're getting this crazy main event, which tells me where you have these three uh, these three men in a triple threat match for that title, Joe going in as champion. And it also tells me that coming out of this, we're going to get more Hangman versus Swerve. Mm -hmm. It harkens back to when Ricky Steamboat and Flair or Flair and Funk or Flair and Stinger had these long, epic rivalries where you built one another to the point where you were what was most important. Mm. We saw Rocky Maivia and Triple H backstage and Rocky chewing him out. Yeah. And I could not help but think these two guys started out their career as rivals backstage and in real life, way below Ron Simmons and Shawn Michaels. But they were together. Those were the heads of their factions. Yeah. But together, they built themselves through in-ring performances and disdain for one another to being two of the biggest forces in pro wrestling. And here we have Swerve and Hangman doing the same thing. Why did you think we weren't going too far three weeks ago when people when people like me did? 
because I knew that they were going to do something interesting with it. Like, I knew I have faith that Hangman... Hangman and Swerve isn't the type of rivalry that only goes three matches, I believe now. I think both of those guys are now, like, spiritually connected in, like, wrestling legend, like Sting and Flair. Um, I don't think... I don't think that three matches would have cut it. Um, I think that... Um, I also think that they're the top main event guys right now. I think that they, those two guys are kind of 50% the reason why Dynamite has been so good recently. Um, Through backstage segments and matches. Absolutely. And matches with other people. Absolutely. Um, I, I just... I, I had complete faith that they would do this right. And they did it as right as they possibly could have. Uh, on this dynamite, uh, the 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 double turn was so well done. I think that like the whole dynamic of like Hangman, he he hates Swerve, right? But he also has resentment for Swerve uh, because Swerve kind of represents uh, the fact that Hangman uh, is uh, going out of favor uh, with the fans. Right, and he's desperately trying to beat Swerve because if he beats Swerve, then he proves that he's still there. But he can't beat Swerve. Why can't he beat Swerve? Right. I think you're right. I think you really hit the nail on the head that Hangman paid to Swerve. Hangman is the bump in the road to where I'm going. Absolutely. If I can't get past that roadblock. I can't be the greatest, and I need to be the greatest. So that makes Hangman not the best. That makes Hangman number two or four or three. Right. And Hangman doesn't want to be the guy you beat on the way to the title. Right. Hangman wants to be the best. And he's starting to slowly fall down that rung. And we've seen the character, we've talked about it on this podcast many times, we've seen this character go to the depths, regroup, and come back up. And here we have a man who was defending his family. It wasn't enough. Hmm. Defended his own toughness. Here's the one thing I've always been, tougher than the other guy. Hmm. Hangman, when he fought Punk, we fought anybody, he's always been tougher than the other guy. Who beat him at his own match? Even though he got the better of Swerve several times in the match, should have had him pinned the other night, Wednesday night. He didn't. Why? Because for whatever reason, Swerve's at least as tough as Hangman. Mm. And that's a place where Hangman isn't used to being. He's not used to fighting with people that can get, that can dig into their intestinal fortitude quite like he can. Absolutely. And that makes him the star. And I, I think you're right. Um, who do you think wins this thing? Triple threat match? Revolution? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with Joe or uh, with Joe or Swerve. Uh, Joe or Swerve wins. I'm good with Joe or Swerve. I think I, I wouldn't judge Tony for putting the belt on Swerve right now. And I, re and I don't want uh, Joe to lose the belt this early. 
I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think I, I think want really, it on really, swerve. really, this match is like an embarrassment of riches. Like the, there's no. I don't know. It, it's just insane to me, like how many, how many options this match could go, how many routes this match has and it could go in, and how simultaneously interesting all of them are. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Quickly, the IWC decided to once again, after years of taking it off, try to figure out if Sting or Undertaker is greater. Your thoughts? Uh, Before I say what I'm going to say, um, I just want to say that I love Sting. Hundred um, percent. I think he's he's wrestling legend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's undeniable. That's undeniable. That's 100%. undeniable. Um, he was one of the wrestlers that, like, I saw him. I saw his face paint. I saw him just like looking from the rafters. Like, Dad would show me old WCW stuff, mm-hmm. and I saw him staring from the rafters, and I was like, God, he's so cool. I just. I, I, I genuinely, I honestly, to an extent, I like Sting more than Taker, all right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to imagine uh, some of the things Taker feels about politics, backstage, some of that stuff, some of that stuff, absolutely. Taker rubs me the wrong way in that, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're comparing, like, match to match, icon to icon, I don't, it's, it's, it's coughing baby versus hydrogen bomb, like, I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not close to me. Uh, Taker has had... Sting to, has never had, like, to me at least, not an all-time great singles match. Not against Flair. Uh, Ooh. All-time great test. All-time... Yeah, all-time great... You know what I mean. Right, right. I, like there's, there's levels to this, and what Taker's done is a level above. Even if we're putting out, like, body of work, I don't think he's had, like, against Flair... Um, I don't think he uh, he definitely he, he definitely didn't have one in TNA. Um, like think of like a Sting match that is on the level of like an Undertaker versus Mankind, or an Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. All three of them. Undertaker Triple H. Taker Triple H and Hell in a Cell. Taker Punk. Um, to me, the only Sting match that's even in that it, like even in that conversation is his War Games match from '92. Right. Uh, and that's not a singles match. Right, I get it. I get it. And he's had some... Sting had great rivalries. Sting had great absolutely. matches. Wrestling legend. I, I cannot... Uh, absolutely. I I'm, never, I'm with you. I will never underpraise Sting. And especially since he's near the end of his retirement, we, we have such a problem of, like, not giving people their flowers mm-hmm. before whatever something horrible happens. Sting absolutely deserves all of his flowers. 100%. Another thing about Sting, though, and I think this is important because I want to... First, to wrap up, but your point is with Taker instead. To me, the Taker gimmick is the greatest gimmick of all time. To me, Taker's multiple rivalries with Triple H, Sean, Mick Foley, etc. Great. I think we both agree AEW handled the end of Sting's career perfectly. Absolutely. And I, and I, I think that's... No. My, my personal theory is I think that's the only reason... 
you know, well, it's not the only reason because this this kind of debate has been around for like ever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's more of a WCW versus WWE thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, to me, I think that's like genuinely the only like gun a pro sting argument has in its cha- the only like bullet a pro sting uh, argument has in its chamber. Right. It's just how much better Sting's last run here is being handled than Taker's. Right. Now, here's where I want to throw the conversation in a different direction. Um, Sting was in one of the great programs in the history of wrestling. When wrestling was ruling the world and very much prominent in pop culture, Sting, Monday Night Nitro, The Crow Happens, that program could have made this a legitimate argument had the match with Hogan not had that finish. Hmm. Hogan chose not to go out like that. If Hogan says, yeah, it's cool, I'll eat this pin clean, instead of having shenanigans with the referee and then it getting fumbled and Bret Hart getting involved, all of that. Up until they ring the bell, the presentation of Hogan in that match, the presentation of Sting with the child's voice and all the lightning coming out of the... Oh, my God. 100%. Eric Bischoff, Scott Hall, who tells Sting about this Crow character, Sting being willing to you know go up and down from the ceiling of, of these arenas to the ground and back up, hiding in the rafters, never wrestling for months on end. It was perfect storytelling, conscience of wrestling versus the evil Hollywood Hulk Hogan. They fumbled the match. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, that was a large part Hogan's decision. And because of that, it had to have a rose at the end of it, not some shit. Mm. And it did. And that's on Hogan. And I wonder how many guys in the history of pro wrestling, Hulk Hogan stands pretty much on a two-man tower with Stone Cold as the guys who were the top guys. The Rock's in there somewhere. There's other flares in there somewhere. But the guy who globalized pro wrestling was Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. The guy who stood on the mountaintop when pop culture put it put was, was pro wrestling was Stone Cold. But you know who else was there? Hollywood Hogan. If Hogan allowed a back and forth with Piper, of Hogan and McMahon, who simultaneously, who who together decided the belt's only going to be on me. If they had decided we need a three man rotation with Macho, you know, Macho gets the belt because Hogan's going to go shoot movies, not because we're going to do some back and forth here and make it matter. Mm. Remember how hot you don't you you weren't born yet, but you know the mega power handshake. Yes. You know when it broke up how hot that was. Yes. That could have happened four times. It could have happened twice for Macho. It could have happened twice for Piper. Right. Never happened for Piper. Piper had to get to WCW and then do that stuff way past his prime. It, Despite the fact Pro that- wrestling should have been something for ten guys, and because of Hogan, it was only him. Right. Now, maybe it wouldn't have been the same thing. You were going to say something. No, I was going to say, I was just going to add, I was going to say, despite the fact that at the at the moment in time when Roddy was fighting uh, Hogan, he was probably 
he was pretty easily the best character and promo in pro wrestling period. If it wasn't Savage. Yeah. If it wasn't Savage. And you had Rick Rude, who could have been involved in all of that, too. He did do the job for Warrior, but that was because he, I mean, and now think about what he could have done if he would have laid down for, Russo comes out and talks about what a piece of crap Hogan is in the middle of the thing. In the middle of the mm-hmm. pay-per-view. And then they go and give the belt to Booker T later on. What if Hogan had done a job for Booker T on Monday Night Nitro? Or at a pay-per-view? What would that have done? Man, Booker would T's Booker got- T have had to wait five years to be the guy somewhere? Because he won a title, but he wasn't a guy. Well, he waited five years to have the same damn thing happen to him with Triple H. Fair enough. Fair enough, but could that have even happened to him with Triple H if Hogan had done the job? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Would, I don't would know. Monday Night Nitro have even gone under if Hogan had let some of the... Think about the butterfly effects if he's building stars. Instead of... If if you're watching, you know, the, the powers that be at WCW decided after that pay-per-view that we're not wanting to deal with this anymore. There's other things that happen, but they get rid of the show altogether, right. even though the numbers are still pretty strong. What do you think that just maybe Hogan continue, he Hogan sues them hmm. because of the way that's handled, hmm. because he had creative control over his character. If Hogan had done business and hadn't taken WCW into court, do they ever get rid of Nitro? Does everything change? Does WWE not rule the roost? Because... There's time for things to get worked out if you had built stars instead of keeping Hogan the top guy. Right. Who knows? Who knows? That's my little soapbox on all of that. You had a good time? I did have a good time, yeah. We'll be back with another episode of Go Home Heat soon. Check out a Friends of the Game Project on TikTok. He is doing art shows, uh, creative stuff on TikTok on, in the afternoons. If you could just go pick up the Game Project... There you can see what time his shows air. Also, check out our friends at The Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. You can also find our podcast there, and thank you for putting our podcast on your family-owned networks. And check us out at Go Home Heat 1 on the Twitter X machine. Check us out at Go Home Heat on Facebook. And go home. Go home.